0: Hey, hey, and welcome to this episode of Connections Coffee and Confidence. My name is Janice Fogarty, and I'm a communications strategist. This podcast is where I get to talk about all things strategic communications, including content creation and messaging. So whether you create content for your business or as your business, I know you're going to find something in each episode that contributes to your success. Thank you so much for being here today. and now. Here's today's episode. Hey, have you ever wondered about how SEO works or if you really need to put in any effort just yet? Maybe you feel like you haven't quite hit the point where you're big enough for that kind of thing. Well, if you've had those thoughts, then today's episode is exactly for you. I'm speaking with Brittany Murphy, the Marketing Director at One Thing Marketing in Louisville, Kentucky and an expert in web design, SEO, and lead generation. She and her business might specialize in roofing and contracting, but her knowledge of how SEO works will directly impact your business. But don't just take my word for it. Have a listen to how she went from having to look up what SEO even was before her job interview, to having perfected her craft by writing and implementing over 300 SEO strategies for happy clients. Oh, and you have to listen right to the end, because she talks about her free ebooks and then drops a fantastic nugget, just as I had my finger on the stop recording button. I'm so glad that I didn't. All links for you to find Brittany and her amazing resources are in the show notes. I
2: know you're going to enjoy this. Well, Brittany, thank you so much for joining me today. I am really excited to hear more about SEO. I know that's probably not something you hear very often, but I think I do think it's really interesting and it's not something I know enough about. So I have given you a little introduction, but I'm wondering, can you, in your own words, tell us about yourself, please?
1: Yes, I'd love to. Thanks for having me on first off, Janice. I am Brittany Murphy with One Thing Marketing. I'm a marketing director and we're a local marketing agency mainly focusing on helping home service trade businesses. So I, for the last eight years, have written over 300 strategies for different companies all across the US, and I'm mainly a strategist for website design, search engine optimization, which we're going to get into today, and also local SEO and Google, Google ads, Google reviews, Google everything. That's kind of what my life's been as far as this past decade, really kind of get into that. So I'm very excited that we're going to talk about some things that you normally would not think are sexy, but Janice and I... I think she's going to find that SEO is (laughs) more enticing than what we all previously thought it was, hopefully. I think you're just the person to make it sexy for us. How did you get into
2: this? Like, this doesn't feel like something you would just naturally fall into.
1: No, and I'll be honest, when I originally partnered with One Thing Marketing, I did not know what SEO even stood for. So I had to Google search it (laughs) before my (laughs) first interview, Um, but I previously was in retail management and then basically business management with helping some reps in the insurance world. And through that, I got to touch a lot of different marketing aspects, but really none that I got to be fully creative with because working for corporate America does not always allow that. So I started to look, I call that my quarter life crisis is what I had back then. (laughs) I really thought that I should be doing something better. I could be having more fun and I could just be doing something that really just made me want to get up in the morning to do it. And so fast forward, I found One Thing Marketing, which was a startup at the time. So the owner, Dan Skaggs, was trying to build this business. He was the main service person, really just kind of a one-man shop. And I came on as the first just real employee to really drive sales and client correspondence. And from there, every year we've grown. Um, So we've added a new employee every year. We've, We've partnered with new people in different states every single year. And so it's kind of been a transition to now I am... Purely our sales and all of our marketing we do externally, although I do call us the shoe cobbler's kids at time because I don't always have time to do our own marketing for us, but that is kind of the the little sweep of how I got into what I do, so it's been fun that I didn't want to be at a desk job, and now I am in a desk job.
2: <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you just don't know what's going to happen, where you're going to end up, and sometimes you end up exactly
1: where you said you would never be, and it works yes. out Yes. At least this desk I can stand.
2: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And what do you love the most about, well, about SEO, about working with marketing agency, about the niche market that you work with?
1: Yeah, the thing I love most, which kind of seems like a biased answer, but it's when SEO goes well, when we see successes, when we're able to take a client from, you know barely reaching their marketing goals to now they're able to hire more employees, buy more trucks, buy more equipment, do bigger things with. It's such the biggest joy in our lives because you know we're getting all of this acknowledgement from our client and being able to see things in real time happen and change. And you know you do run to the growing pain, so that is kind of a a, a bummer of the thing of, of things going so well and that being a big benefit of it. but it is just always a joy to see what we're really pushing for at work, what we're struggling, what we're really just trying to make sure we're doing the best for our clients come to fruition. That is the best part on the opposite side of that. The actual least is when things don't go as well as quickly as we had hoped. So that's kind of the conversation I have with everybody right at the beginning of any marketing journey is if you are considering search engine optimization as a plan in your world, you need to make sure that you understand it takes time. It is not a diet pill in the sense that we can take this and it works and it takes off and we're, you know, a multimillion dollar company. This is diet and exercise this is that healthy lifestyle that we should be living. So therefore we can actually get the best of all the worlds, all the businesses and everything that kind of comes with it. So because that is a struggle, it is always hard when I do have some clients that maybe don't have a big budget, but they want to put all that budget into SEO, which is great, but it is something that's not going to happen the first few months. And it can take over six months for this to actually work. So it is hard that first few months of struggle, but usually we can get them out of that. And then we see the benefit side of it, but it is that game of, Understanding where you are and how long you're willing to wait and how much more you're willing to incorporate to see how quickly you can change your business and your revenue and your client base.
2: And is there a testing period built in or are you fairly certain of your strategy and the terms that you're using before you implement them?
1: Yeah, great question, Janice, because since we've really niched down into the home trade services, we now actually have like a complete proven process, A to Z, to get these guys through it. So that's kind of where, you know, to go with my last question of if we're not getting to the results quick enough, we usually know it's because of a budget issue. You know, with search engine optimization, we've really understood how it works in all these different areas. It's really just going to kind of come more down to how competitive that industry is. In that area is going to be for that client, so we know exactly what we need to do. It's just really just trying to make sure we're working with each of these new markets and new clients we're working within, because even the difference of a company who's been around for a couple of years and they've been on Google, it's a huge difference between those websites and people who are just now starting business. Not to say that just starting business means that it's you know that you're never going to get there and it's impossible. It's just going to be a little bit more of an uphill battle. So that's kind of where we know that with each of these types of situations, how much marketing we need to do to get them there in a time that they're okay with and a budget they're okay with as well.
2: When you talk about the the niching and like really knowing your target market and their target markets and the locality, like I really feel like one thing marketing, someday it's going to be a case study on niching. So like how how did that come about? that you guys focus on this
1: industry. Yeah. And so I'm going to say it was a little bit of luck. We were lucky enough a few years ago to partner with a very major supply house for plumbing and HVAC. They distribute your products all around a few States that I'm local to. And they approached us basically hoping that they could get their guys more business. So therefore they would buy more plumbing and more HVAC supplies from them. So it's a huge win-win in both parties eyes. And so we came in, started making marketing plans and strategies for them, created actually a huge marketing program that's partnered with Plumber Supply Now, which is that local supply chain house. And so from that, you know, a couple of years ago, we already had just before them, about 50% of our client base was some type of home trade or service-based business. A few years fast forward before 2020 even hit, we realized that we had 75% of our clients were in these home trade services. You know, we might need to do what we tell all of our clients to do, which is be very specific, targeted and direct on what you're trying to get, which is always a concern. I mean, and I'll be honest, I'm our salesperson. So telling me my market of who I can talk to just got limited, very stressful, (laughs) but also now very successful because just like your last question you asked me, because we work with so many of them, we have the proven process that works. We know what it takes for these guys. And I'm not trying to say that I'm the best at every single industry. For example, someone reached out to us, it's in clothing, uh, they have a clothing brand that they want to get nationally. I'm not probably the best fit for you. And so because I'm able to, to let them know that, and I know that about our business, I can match them up with someone who's more successful and going to make them more successful. And maybe hope that person remembers me and just in case a roofer reaches out to them. But that's kind of given a take, It's it's been. And we've seen just our clients who are in the trades take off 10 times more than we thought. Our expectations would be because we're able to, as you mentioned before, test things out even quicker because we have more places to really test out different theories and just really make sure that everything is working as especially great as it can, despite any algorithm changes, which I know is a huge concern for a lot of people when they think about SEO is, well, Google changes things every single month. How am I ever going to get into it? that's kind of where it comes down to making sure you have the basics correct And so when you know your target market and your demographic, you can get those basics and that foundation really solid. And that's what makes all these marketing strategies so successful.
2: I love the confidence that you can talk about being able to just know your market, turn away the people that don't suit and the relationships that you will make, not just by referring business and the the people that you refer to, but those people that you actually are referring will always appreciate that honesty. And it is hard. It is so hard to limit yourself. But unless you do it, you won't be that expert, that go-to in the field.
1: Yeah. And I think we all just need to think about it as a win-win situation in the long Mm -hmm. run, because I didn't want to send that email to that person who already booked a phone call with me to tell them that I'm not going to be the best person for them. It's always that little bit, that fear I'm letting them down, but I got the response of, you know, thank you so much for letting me know. Cause I did mention, I have other people I'd like to set you up with instead. And so there was that the gratefulness. And I think that we're, we're scared to turn it down, but you know, all those little situations, I do hope that just karma and positive energy wise, they do come back and help you eventually, because that person will remember you set them up for success. You cared enough not to just take their money and take their business. You pass them along and you know, you hope it does. That's kind of the giver's game, uh, just ideology. I kind of like to keep a little bit as well.
2: Yeah. And I love how it's, it can actually be very inspirational as well. When you get a message like that and you're like, okay, that somebody is confident enough to be able to come back to me and say that. And I know how I feel in, in reaction to receiving this message. So next time I'm in that kind of position, I'm going to be confident enough to do that as well. And I think in business, especially when you're starting out, it's incredibly powerful. To see those moments in action, to be on the receiving end, so you can take them on and and incorporate them in yourself. Now, nitty gritty stuff here. Can you explain search engine optimization, the SEO, what it is, what it matter, how why it matters for a small business?
1: Yes. So, in the simplest of terms, SEO just basically means we're trying to optimize our websites to rank because we are relevant to what someone is typing into Google at that time. So for example, if they're looking for a roof repair in Athens, Ohio, then Google is going to post websites that they think are close to Athens, Ohio and who also have enough relevance to roofing in their website that they think is relevant and they also trust. So that is a very kind of bird's eye view of how it looks down to it because there are a lot of nitty gritty details that go into making yourself that trusted authority within Google, but that's kind of why to the second part of the question, why is it important? Because we want to be seen as an authority online in our areas and our communities. You know, that's really important to us because being the authority in your industry is what allows you to be a bigger company, get that brand acknowledgement and get more clients because everybody knows who you are and they know what you stand for. And so with search engine optimization, you're basically putting yourself In front of a client, exactly when they're looking for what you do. What's crazy enough is 93% of all people who are searching for local products and services start online. So that's going to mean that 93% of people who are looking for a local tradesperson, a local business coach, they're actually going to go to an online source first to find those places. And that's exactly what search engine optimization is doing is it's making sure that they are typing in that business coach, that they are typing in that roofer, that your website is as high as it can be. So therefore, that person can find you, go through your website, basically find trust that you're going to do a good job for them and click to book with you. That's kind of the beauty of what the sales cycle should look like when it comes through for search engine optimization. So I hope that made some sense.
2: Yeah, it made a lot of sense. And it actually brought up an extra question for me. You were saying how, you know, if you're looking for a business, a particular business in a particular town, it'll bring you up the the businesses close to that town that match your your search terms. But which actually weighs more heavily, the location or the search terms? Or does it, does it
1: change? It, it it does matter and that's a that's a very good question. So if you are a local business, it is very important that you focus more on local SEO. And so what that would mean is that you want to make sure you have the where your area is located is the emphasis of what you do. So to give a good example, to make this a little bit clear, Google My Business, the number one factor for ranking is actually proximity. So even though you might have a business where you hid your address on Google, which you can, it's absolutely fine. Google still knows where you're located. And based on other factors, how well they want to rank you will basically determine how far that business listing will start to spread across the internet. So, for example, that person that's right in the city center of it, they're going to show up for people who are closest with them within a mile or so. If they have better optimization, if they have better relevancy and trust within Google's eyes, then that business proximity will actually start to expand further and further out. So maybe they're going into the few next uh, small towns over. They're expanding into the whole uh, metropolis city. Like these are kind of what happens slowly with it. So it is a little bit of a both scenario is it's going to start First off at proximity, but you're always going to talk about what you do, not just the city centers in which you are in. So you're always going to make sure it's business consultant in Leda, Georgia, roofer, Athens, Ohio. You're going to have those type of statements within everything you do because Google is going to pull both of those at the same time. But your Google My Business listing, which is what we all see at the very top of our phones and our desktops when we search anything, that's always going to be based number one off proximity for the keyword service you are in. Does it help answer it? Yeah, it does. It does, and then,
2: and then it makes me just think of a thousand more questions. Oh God! But we have this time together. I know because now my head is like trying to go through the whole the whole process. But I'm gonna just park those for a moment, and I'm gonna ask you, like, what goes into an SEO strategy? Then, like, if we're looking at both the, the proximity and the like, Lay out how you work out a strategy for me, please.
1: Yes. So I'm going to, let's just go again with one of my favorite home trade service businesses. You're going to be based mainly in a local setting. And even for national businesses as well, there's a core foundation you're going to have to have at the heart of your website, the very beginning to make sure that any strategy after that will really be successful as much as possible. So for a local business, let's just say there's three key steps I talk about that lays that core foundation. And when I talk about that foundation, it's like the slab of the home, you know, slab homes. We really don't have to mess with a lot. Really nothing happens to them. Instead, we build layers on top of them. So I kind of like to go with this house building knowledge analogy because it really does help understand the concept more of. When we create this foundation, we make it so solid that we're just doing more and more work on top of it to help build how big our structure is and how easily we can get found on Google. So those three steps that go into that core foundation really is your first off your website. Now, I know website doesn't really relate too much to SEO, but everything you're going to do marketing wise in the future is always going to bring everybody back to your website. You know, that's our online pamphlet of what we do that is online to showcase 24-7. It is our best salesperson. So step one is you need to make that person your best salesperson. So making sure your website is as conversion friendly as possible is the number one thing. So that means that we have everything someone would need to make a decision on this website. So can they easily contact us? Can they see testimonials of other clients you've worked with? Can they see a project gallery? Maybe some before and afters. You know, Do you have information about how your process works? What your pricing looks like? What are your frequently asked questions? And a little bit about you, because ultimately, you're selling yourself, not just the service. These are all things we need to make sure we have on our website to answer everyone's questions as easily as possible. So therefore, they are more likely to convert to call us and be a potential client. So that is always a core thing we need to have in mind. What we're going to add to that website is step two is we're actually going to add all of the SEO content. Now, without getting too technical, all of the SEO content I'm talking about, write down all of the different services or products you provide. Now, these can be category-based. So for example, an HVAC company might have their AC, their furnace, their repairs, their replacements, and their maintenance programs. So they had all different sections about what they do. They could also have residential or commercial, and you can break these down. So break out your business in all the different areas that you have. Each of these areas you have broken down is going to be a specific service page on your website. So what that means is his residential AC repair is going to have its own page just about that because people are typing in AC repair, AC repair near me, AC repair Atlanta, Georgia. And because that one article on his website only talks about AC repair in the area that he is within, that page is more likely to rank. Because the top tip it's web pages that rank, not just websites. So I know Amazon is always going to rank for everything, YouTube ranks for almost everything, Facebook. But if you're actually doing a search for a product or service, you'll see that specific page on Amazon or on any of those big box areas is what pulls up because Google knows that's the most relevant for what we're trying to find information on. So you're going to work with Google by making sure that your content is as helpful to tell Google, hey, this is going to make sure the client gets all the answers they need. So B, you should rank me because this is very resourceful and helpful and relevant to what this person's typing in. So that is what we call on-page optimization because you're optimizing the actual pages on your website. So, you know, like like the word play, all of us tech people are very into over here in the SEO world. So that is,
2: can I interrupt you for just one second? I just want to clarify when you are talking about um, optimizing your pages, are you talking about the actual content on the page?
1: Yes, I am. So to get a bit more nitty gritty about that, I recommend all my clients have at least like 1500 words on each of those service pages. And that one service page is just talking about that one service or product you provide. And you're putting those keywords in there and you're putting them in in there in a very natural way. So Janice, I listened to your, your LinkedIn podcast you did, and you mentioned, you know, use keywords and use hashtags as a way to get found. And that's exactly how the SEO world kind of works. We have to make sure it's very natural. So that's why you have to write more content to be able to fit those keywords in there naturally versus just saying, I'm a plumber in Atlanta who does plumbing work in Atlanta, Georgia. I've been an Atlanta plumber for the last 18 years providing plumbing needs to Atlanta citizens for the last 18 years, you know. No yeah. one wants to listen to that. And Google knows none of us want to read it. So they're making it where even with this new algorithm update, you know, the helpful content update is what they're calling it, is to try and make sure that they're getting the best resources, highest on the search engine rankings as possible. So if you are a local service business, you can't just... Hope that five years ago's concepts worked of just plugging those words in incessantly hiding it in the background, which is what we we used to do in the old days. And you can't rely on that anymore because Google wants to make sure it's providing the best resources to its clients. And its clients are the people who do Google searches. So Mm -hmm. if what you provide out there isn't answering your questions or anybody else's questions, then Google's not going to think you're doing a good job for them either. And so therefore it gets even harder to rank. But these are the things you can kind of do to combat that.
2: Thank you very much. And sorry, I interrupted you. You were heading down to your third step for your core foundation.
1: Yes. The third and final core step is actually that Google My Business or Google Business Profiles. They renamed it this last month. And that is kind of your like Facebook profile, but for Google, it is where we list photos about yourself, your, your hours of operation, your address, your phone number, your website link, and most importantly, your reviews, which is a huge ranking factor on there as well. So we wrap up this one as the third step in that core foundation, because those three things, your website, the content on your website, and your Google My Business profile really go together as a huge chunk of a holistic marketing plan. Because one of the biggest ranking factors besides proximity for your Google Business ranking, which we just talked about, you have to be close to where you want to rank for, is actually going to be how well your website is ranked and optimized. So if Google, again, sees that, hey, their website ranks really well for roofing in Louisville, Kentucky, and I understand that they provide roof repair, roof replacement, you know, they do commercial, they do residential, they do TPO. If they can see all these things on your website, then people type in that roof repair near me and you are near them. So you hit proximity, but better and best yet, your website also ranks and is very optimized for those keyword terms. Google will rank you higher in the maps. And so that's where we see the beautiful portion of, we're not just found in this, the few side streets we live on and where our business is located. We see ourselves expanding out, you know, a little bit out towards the city, a little bit out to the smaller cities around us and further and further out because we're showing Google, hey, we're relevant to all these different areas for what we do. You now can kind of make sure you show our listing even further because we do business in these places. So those three things together are what, when I create strategy, it's nine out of 10 times. It always has that with it as the first step stepping stones, because a lot of competitors of yours will already have all these steps really honed in. So we can't just jump to where they are today. Google will not like that. They want you to kind of make sure you're doing things as right as possible, because that's what rides out any algorithm change. If you do things as right by the book, if there was a book from Google, if you can do the things right by the book as much as possible, then you will write out through these algorithm changes because Google's is just trying to make sure that we're providing the most helpful, relevant, resourceful content as possible. So if you've been doing that and you continue doing that, then yes, algorithms will change. They'll make your life hell one day. They'll be heaven the next, but... Most of the times you'll ride these pretty smoothly because you're doing things that your end clients would want to see and you're benefiting them. And at the end of the day, that's what we're trying to do with all of our marketing is get them to find us and then provide them so much value. They choose us and they continue to choose us day over day because we're doing all these things in their benefit.
2: That was like a masterclass. Thank you so much for that. And you were saying it it usually takes about um, six months to start seeing
1: any kind of results from that. So it, it very much so depends on where you're at, how competitive it is. But what I tell my more niche down clients who maybe don't have a lot of competitors their way is we'll start to see things within 90 days after we implement the SEO. So it's not the day you sign up, the day that we add all of that optimization to your website. That's the first day that Google can start to see any of these changes that you're doing. So remember that as well, even if you are adding in your own content, even if you're blogging yourself, Give yourself some time, breathe a little bit. It's not going to self-publish and rank the next day. It's not going to rank the next week or the next month or the next few months. It could take minimally 90 days and it could take six months if it's a bit more competitive. So anyone who's in more of the coaching or the health, um, the financial spheres, these are very, very competitive online. You're way closer to the six months time range where you start to see changes with it because we're competing against way much more out there. So There is hope that you can see results sooner. It can be better and you can kind of have more results with things quicker. But yes, I'd rather lean closer to the longer timeline and have, you know, under promise, over deliver type of expectations with it. But even with myself, you know, I I post things to my own blog. I personally run it. It takes a very long time to get there. So I'm checking content that I did right basically 90 days ago to kind of see where it's going now. And then I start to track it from there. So it's a process. How do you track it? The best way would be with like, so Google analytics is kind of the best way to see how much new traffic we're getting. It tells you what, like what blog posts or what pages are being visited the most where they're coming in from, which I think is kind of a huge thing to think about as well because maybe we're not just using our website or doing SEO, maybe we're we're running Facebook ads, we're on social media, we blog for someone else's website, maybe we ran an extra campaign online and we have a different landing page coming in for that. Like Google Analytics, because you should be tracking everything, will tell you exactly what websites these people came off of so that way you can see, oh, okay, I'm seeing a lot more traffic from Facebook. Is that because I've been posting more? Is that because I've been running an ad, you know, what's the reason I'm seeing more places coming from this versus, oh, I could see more people are directly typing my name in. So I have a more brand acknowledgement now because people know what my name is. You can see the organic. You can see how many times you're actually showing up just relevant in search results and people are clicking on your website from there. So there is a huge wealth of knowledge within your Google Analytics. And they are updating that to this new, you know, Google Analytics 4, and kind of all the nuances that are coming with that, but just partner with someone who's a little familiar with this and just get that tracking on your website because you can set it up to get automated monthly reports that'll tell you those basics. Where are they coming from? How long are they staying on your website? What pages are they viewing? And where are they leaving from? So you can kind of of get that good knowledge in. The side outside of that is I tell all of my clients call tracking. That is going to be the biggest and best thing that we do day in and day out. Call tracking will actually allow us to see exactly how many people are calling us. I mean, at the end of the day, that's kind of the most thing we want to know is how many people we are getting to come into us from all of our marketing aspects. So no matter if you're just running ads, if it's just your Facebook, if you're running anything on radio or TV or direct or mail, have a specific number for each of those campaigns you're running. So that way, at the, end of the day, you know, you can try to track and ask people on the phone, Hey, how, how'd you hear about us? And sometimes you'll get the right answer, but people don't always know. So actually getting the real results of which phone number they called, that will really help you to understand where they're coming in from. And the side I love outside of that, as well is when you see those phone numbers, you can actually see who closed. So you can match back your client list of who closed with you versus those who came in and you could actually say, okay, wow, well, Maybe I spent $10,000 on this TV commercial, but I got 10 clients from that that are worth way over $1,000 a piece. So I kind of broke even, but this is way benefit for me as far as what I got out of that. And you can actually tell that versus you getting 10 clients in for the month, maybe spending 15 grand overall, but not knowing exactly where they came in from. And that's not chump change. That's a huge portion of money. And so I know I mentioned that's maybe like a month's worth, but that might be someone's year worth and that's all they can save. So just make sure you're tracking it because if you can even just spend that $15,000 a year on marketing, know where it's going and know which parts are bringing back in that return. So therefore you can cut off the ones that don't work or finagle them to work better, try them again, but test them differently. But make sure you're focusing on the places that are driving in that traffic because you might understand as well, that's where your demographic and your client really is. And that's how they want to be approached. And that's the that's the area and avenue they want to find that information on. So maybe they're more on Facebook than on Instagram. Maybe they're more on Google than they like any type of email newsletters. You know, those are kind of the things you'll get from that tracking and why it's so pivotal.
2: I love everything that you just said. <laughs> i actually, I never thought of the different phone numbers for the different campaigns or the different places where you would be promoting yourself. That is a Genius tip. Thank you so much for that. No problem. So, in your opinion, Brittany, is there a certain point in somebody's business where they should start to invest in an SEO strategy, or is that something that should just be done from day one? What's your opinion?
1: Well, I would say it's kind of like that analogy of when's the best time to plant a tree 10 years ago. And you know, with SEO, the earlier you could start on it, the better for your business. Now, and start on it could be small things, you know, that could be potentially writing a few blog posts, creating those service pages, um, and really just making sure you have a website. So at least you have that domain, that dot com under your business that's gaining some years. So which does equal a little bit of trust in Google's eyes. But what I see most people when I talk to is, when they're kind of ready to grow to that next step. So maybe they are ready to hire that next employee. They wanna buy some more equipment because they wanna step back outside the business as an owner and have more employees managing it and actually doing the business for them versus having me involved in every single little daily task. That's when you're going to have to lean your back more on SEO than ever. And you're going to have to make sure that before you get to that point of when you're ready to have that next person, that's actually when you would wanna start SEO. Like I tell a lot of people, if they are afraid that it's going to take forever to find more employees to handle this workload, I tell them, then that means we should start SEO today. Because again, it's not going to happen overnight. This is a diet and exercise type of regime to get you where you need to go on the healthiest path possible. And it's not you know a perfect line. It has a little bit of ebbs and flows with it. But that is the beauty of where because it is a slow burn with long results, you were able to grow your company as you're growing these leads. So they're not going to get 10 you know, new calls the next day and all of a sudden have nowhere to put these leads or handle this business. They're going to get a few extra that month. And now they're going to say, okay, we need to hire that person. And they're getting more leads, getting more leads, getting more clients, getting more employees getting more clients and kind of going back on that, that little transformation with it. So you really want to start it as early as humanly possible as you can, because the alternative to that is we can run ads, which is exactly very similar on Google. They're a quick, there's the, they're the diet pill. You know, we can just turn on ads immediately, throw a couple thousand at it, and we can get these clients into our business as soon as we want to have that happen, which is great. But long-term, it's just kind of like that billboard. You are always gonna have to pay month over month to make sure that billboard is actually on that shiny expressway scene to all the clients that you wanna see that billboard to. Versus if we actually optimize the website, well, then we can get this part where we're seen as a relevant resource. We're kind of up there in a a really good way where we don't have to always fling money at other marketing sources because if we can consistently stay somewhat well-ranked on Google when people are typing in what we do, then we're always going to have a really good consistent number of clients coming in. So if you forgot to start SEO 10 years ago, five years ago, a year ago, or six weeks ago, when you said, Hey, I probably need to start getting this done. That's okay. Start today, start as soon as you can with it. And when you are really ready to grow your business, you can always do other things to supplement, to really rev the engines up with it. But SEO is again, diet and exercise that's going to be in the background of your marketing game plan for the future, because we're going to see more and more that it is going to be pivotal to be seen on the first page. Ads get about a 2% conversion rate. So 2% of everybody that goes to that page will click on that ad. Guess what? The guy at the very bottom, number ranked number 10, but he's organic, gets on the homepage of Google. I can't even imagine. He also gets 2%.
2: Really?
1: Yes. And the price for him to be there is probably a lot less than some of these keywords and the cost that they go for. Because I work with some guys who have to pay up to $50 a click on their website, which is unimaginable for most of us. Yes. But like for a roofing client, he might have to pay that much because all of his other competitors in the roofing game are paying that much. It's a bidding system. It's like eBay. So every time there's more people and more buyers into the game, that price goes up. So it's kind of why we, again, we want to have that diet and exercise and the background of what we're doing every single day, because there is going to be a day we're tired of spending $50 on a click for someone just call and be a spam and actually be a real lead. And we're going to get frustrated with that versus not to say that SEO stops those spam calls from happening, but you are not paying every time that person calls you. You know, you're paying your employee to answer the call and to hang back up on them or to block them, but you're not paying for that click to your website and going through there. So that's really why when it comes down to it, we want to start as soon as possible, because that's going to be what our long term game plan is and what a lot of major businesses game plan has been. And that's why they're doing so well now. So even if you did just start your business, it is not too late to get into the game. We just need to supplement with other things, but SEO will be at the base core of all the strategy I build for all my clients because that's where we trust as visitors as well. If 2% click ads, but also 2% scroll all the way down to click that guy, as the, about the same trust relevancy, the very top of the page versus the very bottom. And those are two distinctly different areas when we're on our phone or on our, on yeah. our computers. We always think that's off be the bottom of the home, uh, the first page of Google, but it's not. It's It's a great place to be. And especially if you don't want to spend that money on ads.
2: Wow, that's incredible! I can't believe that they both get two percent. So, what would be the first piece of advice that you would give to a small business when it comes to the the SEO and or even just general advice?
1: My general advice would be to go to the the core three things we kind of discuss. So, get your website up, and and what I mean by this as well. So, we mainly work with WordPress websites. That's what a lot of marketing agencies will recommend. It's because it's Like a cell phone, if all of a sudden I hated this, I could take it from Verizon and go to AT&T, keep my phone number, keep my cell phone, no problem. That's why we like that platform. So if you are gonna work with an agency, pick one that's gonna work with that if you can afford it. If you can't, there are a lot of website builders out there. GoDaddy, Squarespace, Shopify, Wix, they're not perfect and you do rent from them. So when you're tired of renting, you need to get off those, go to a WordPress website. But again, if we're just trying to initially get something up Buy that domain and get a website up there as soon as possible. If you are advertising and marketing yourself, people are going to look you up and they need something to look you up on. (laughs) So again, that website is that 24-hour salesperson that's going to do all of the talking for us. You're going to take that step two. You're going to spell out what each of your services do. And this might not be the best SEO content you've ever written. You know, you might watch one YouTube video or after listening to this podcast, feel like you can do it enough. And that's going to be fine because again, we're starting with absolutely nothing. So create some of those service pages to talk about what you do, who, what, why, when, where, how, those are all the questions you'll be answering to make enough content around these pages. So create all of that. The last step, go create your Google My Business. Now, if you're a local business, this is going to be pivotal. If you're a national business, it's not the biggest thing because it's more of a local based type of entity. But again, it is a huge area that will house your reviews and reviews are gaining as three to 5% as a ranking factor every year on the Google My Business platform, which is crazy. So what that means is we have to continually be consistent to get more reviews with it. So even if you could just do those three things, have a website, talk about what you do and get reviews on your Google My Business that is a huge place to start with any entrepreneur or a very small business trying to get up. And we do those same three things just on a very larger standpoint to make sure that we're housing in all the optimization and jam packing it in there as much as humanly possible so we can really diet and exercise really hard. I mean, this is like the, the pure 90 day workout in a sense of what we're doing to try to get you through there. But even as a small business owner, you can take these things on yourself and just kind of plan it out. So even if it's just one service page a month, you can do that. Hire a VA, write out all the bullet points of what you do, answer who, what, where, when, why, how of your services and all these bullet points. There are many VAs out there that can write this content for you and put it put into words and you can kind of work with it from there. You do not have to do everything yourself if you can't hire out a marketing agency. These are the activities that we do just on a very consistent basis, just at a larger scale with it. So those honed in, I would say, would be the biggest way to start and kind of start to see some traction moving with it. And the beautiful thing is, it is, again, a build upon yourself. This is a a core foundation. We're building more stories upon it. So it will take time. But as you start to see yourself grow, do not stop. (laughs) That is not the point in that success. That is a point to push even further, because now you can see that you're getting on Google's good side. So step on that gas. So if you can afford it, partner with someone that can write even more content for you and help you SEO even more. If you can't, then make it where you're going to write even more blog posts or service pages more often. So hire a few more VAs to create this content so you can blog and create these service pages and really hone in more about what you do because that's what Google is liking about your website right now. So keep feeding that monster as much information as you can and that will really help you rank over time as well. Excellent advice and manageable. Like that's manageable for somebody who's just starting their
2: business or maybe a year in and are realizing they need to kind of settle down and they've got
1: a better focus on
2: what they're doing. So that's brilliant. And what's the best advice that you yourself have ever received?
1: Funny enough, it's just a phrase I had a business owner tell me that was never settle. And I'll let everybody use that term on whatever works best for them and the, the world they're in and, and kind of whatever they're dealing with with it. But at the time, it was just never settle for what you're currently with if there is a smidge of you think that you could be better off, there could be things going so much better, then there probably is. And you should chase after that. You should just not settle down with where you are and be happy with those type of results or anything that's going on with that method. So when it comes to marketing, never settle as well. I mean, as I said, if you start to see results, do not stop pressing the gas pedal. And if you are constantly upset that SEO is taking forever, never settle exactly. But it will eventually work for you. Never settle on maybe how you're doing it, you know, kind of keep looking at those things, but make sure you understand all of your timelines with it. I think as business owners, we kind of get very bombarded by everything going on. And we're eventually saying, okay, this is good enough to kind of go with it. And that's fine because we do need to wear different hats and move through the business as much as we can successfully and streamline as possible. But if there is an area that needs to be fixed, go back and fix it because there are bottlenecks we maybe don't realize in our business that could be holding us back. So even with marketing, we're realizing some of our clients, we have to do more conversations about what their process looks like after these leads come into them to make sure that what we do doesn't stop when it gets to them. And now we're a completely streamlined business. Like we're even not letting them settle with how their current sales processes work. Not that that affects us or our results, but it's going to reflect back on how well they think this worked out for them. So you know, just continuing to push to be better. It's a constant struggle. But I think now that we're kind of out of this COVID funk and I think we're all getting back into what the real world looks like, never settle. Go back, push push to what it needs to be and just kind of be your happiest because you're making sure everything is as good as it could be to make you feel like you have what you should deserve. Love
2: that. I'm going to give you a chance to bring up anything that maybe you wanted to
1: share um, that I haven't asked you about, including your ebook. Well, one thing I would like to cover just very quickly, because I think it's a really good last SEO tip I'd like to share. Love it is content and writing, as I just mentioned throughout this entire podcast, is a pain, and you know we know where. So knowing it is it's so my difficult. Place. <laughs> yeah, not many people say that to me, dude. No, no one really says that. It is awful. We know it. it's like pulling teeth. Everybody hates it. So what I recommend is even if it's just you, or if you do have an office secretary, an employee, whoever, whoever answers the phone for you, have them just have a little notepad on the side of their desk and write down those frequently asked questions that they're getting from potential clients you may be working with. Every time someone asks it again, just put a little tally point next to that sentence. Now, after doing this for a week or two or a month, you are going to have a complete list of all the type of questions you could be answering with blog posts on your website or expanding your service pages to have even more information about what your clients and what your leads are asking for. And the reason I'm telling you this is because many things that we all look into in life when they're bugging us, at least for me, happen usually after the hours of five to 6 PM, you know, we're back to home in our personal lives. Then we're like, ah, I need to get this fixed. I need to do this. I need to schedule that. I need to get something done. So we're doing a lot of our shopping for our personal lives after 5 or 6 p.m. So if your website doesn't answer all the questions someone would ask you on the phone, create that possibility that it can. Because if I'm looking at 2 a.m. because I can't sleep and I can't find the right florist for my wedding and I'm looking through your website and I see your pricing and I see your calendar and I see your availability and I see your gallery, these are all great things for me to say, okay, I'm going to go ahead and just send them a contact form and have them call me with a quote. And this is a quote you may never have the chance to give because you were never there in the first place. And you never answered those questions because maybe your competitors did. And they already went to those first two websites. They answered it. Great. They didn't go to you. You are allowing the opportunity to make sure you're showcasing again to be the biggest trustworthy authority in the industry when it comes down to it. Because that's really what's going to help people want to buy from you and repeat clients as well. They want to feel that they can trust you and you're always going to have their back. And those are the things that really lead into it day after day. So that is one of many tips. If you would like more, we actually have a free ebook. So our ebook includes the nine biggest strategies to help your local business. So if if you're just in a general business, we do have a marketing ebook just for you. So it's not very specific to one industry. It's very specific to all. And we do have since We specify and niche down at our home trade services. We do have a trades ebook as well. So if you are a trades or a contractor or service-based business, we have an ebook for you and all others who I'll be honest, is not our clientele at this moment. I still have some tricks because we do understand what works for your industry and we are specialists in SEO. So I'd rather you have that knowledge. So therefore, whoever you do talk to, to help you with your marketing, you have the power to know what's a good game plan versus who's maybe just selling you some smoke and mirrors versus some actual results. So you need to make sure you are educated as much as possible when it comes down to it. So I appreciate you allowing me to uh, give those two books out to your listeners. Are you kidding me? I
2: so appreciate you having created that kind of a resource and being willing to share it for free. I mean, first of all, this podcast has been like a masterclass on SEO. It's seriously, I know I've said this already, but I am going to have to listen to this another couple of times. So I've got it all straight. Most importantly get it straight when I'm reviewing my own website <laughs> um, <laughs> but I love the way that you broke everything down and nothing was like terribly jargony that was absolutely brilliant and I really appreciate you taking the time today to share that great wealth of information and those really great tips on where to get started and how to make life a little bit easier you're right not everybody loves creative content <laughs> surprise <laughs> I know, it's, it's why I have a job but I think that all of those tips are incredibly valuable and I think that people will seriously get some if they actually take them on board and implement them those are some incredibly helpful things to put in towards your business at a time like this you really want to be able to be seen as you said yes so. this is
1: the today is the best day in history to ever be found online tomorrow's gonna be better than today love so don't it. forget that love that why was that not your advice <laughs> I don't know it just came to me right now so you know I guess good things happen at the end of the interview <laughs> you gotta stay tuned till the end
2: that's it that's it um and I'll put that in my show notes too you gotta stay tuned till the end Listen, Brittany, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. And I'm going to have all of the links for yourself, your business, and the eBooks in the show notes. So I highly encourage everybody to make sure you go in, click, check it out. Um, And thank you again for your time today. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you so much for listening today. And if you like what I talk about and how I talk about it, I think you will love being on my email list. So why not go to janicefogarty.com forward slash email list, all one word, and sign up. Thank you so much for sharing these episodes with people that you love and love to see succeed. It means the world to me to know that you find this content valuable enough to share. Until next week, my friend, have a fan-freaking-tastic rest of your day.